to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon, and I'm super, super excited to welcome back on the program Cruzy McCalligan, our audio columnist. Cruz, it's great to see you. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. It's very hot outside today. If you haven't been outside, it's, if you've been, it's very. Well, I had hot. to be. I had to be outside hot to come sticky. to work. Well, sort of. NTR was kind of yeah. a relief, but yes, um, I'm super excited because we have you streaming on our Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three or Cruise on Radio Three. You'll be able to find a uh, Cruzy there. Um, so do join us uh, uh, on Facebook. It's great to see you. You look radiant. Yes. Thank you. It's um, makeup and cosmetics. They do some amazing things to the human face, <laughs> change it from it to what it usually looks like. So that's a benefit. Um, not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about um, what some of us may know as unts, 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 unts. Did you practice <laughs> we're talking that? about face. Did you practice? I didn't. And I should have actually, shouldn't I? I should have practiced. Unts, unts. I can't do it. I, I can't, can't do it. I can't. I won't even attempt. Don't even attempt. But we're talking about face. Um, why are we talking about bass crews? Great question, Noreen. Um, I actually can't remember. I think I was listening to music and, oh, I remember that was it. I was listening to music and I couldn't get enough bass from the song I was listening to. And I really wanted to like run to it really hard. And I was like, there's not enough bass. And I was like, why is it we have that connection between bass and our bodies and how we feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of exactly like you say bass. Having said that, it was quite hard to find some information because Googling facts about bass turned up like a lot of recipes for like fish from Julia Child. (laughs) I did the same thing. As in a bass fish. Um, As in, yeah, um, a sea bass as opposed to bass. Um, but so then just on that note, I just wanted to look up exactly why it is that it's spelt bass. We say it as bass when it's sea bass, but exactly. we say it as bass when we're talking about music. So I looked up just so we know, you know, just so we're all on the same page. Um, bass, which we also call bottom end, the other end of what we call bass, uh, describes tones of low, deep frequency pitch. And these range from 16 to 256 hertz, And this is what we mean by bass instruments. Now, because language is wonderfully insane, the musical term bass is not only produced like it would be bass, B-A-S-E, but it also means bass. It means low. It means bottom. And so it's essentially the same word. Um, But both of the words for bass, as in B-A-S-S and B-A-S-E, originate from the Greek word basis, which again, we know that word, which were the word which was brought into Latin in two closely related forms, basis meaning base and basis meaning low. So it's all very etymological for the etymological geeks out there. Um, but of course, uh, rise to the rise, um, we fast forward to the rise of Romance languages and Latin basis became base in both French and Italian and Latin basis, basis became bus in French and basso in Italian. So there's an etymological reason. We've covered um, the bases. This won't stop That's you good. finding a lot of fish facts when you try and look up audio facts about bass. Um, so if we think about bass, um, which is quite a fascinating thing in and of itself um it's said that in our lower range of hearing so for the typical hearing person um humans can hear sound down to about 20 hertz okay so it's quite deep deep sounds i I don't have a deep deep voice i have a squawky upper range voice (laughs) but um but that's when we but beneath that we encounter what we call a, a murky sonic realm called infrasound 
And this is the world that um, where elephants and moles can hear things, right? So it's like kind of animal kingdom hearing. Um, but while we may not hear those low frequencies, we can feel them in our bodies. Um, as we do many sounds in the lower frequency ranges. So those that tend to disappear when you pump them through tinny, tinny earbuds or shopping mall speakers or something like that. Um, but since bass sounds don't reach our ears with the same excited energy as high frequency sounds like a, a trumpet or a wailing guitar solo, we've tended to dismiss the instruments and the players who hold down the low end. And I think this is interesting because I know a few bassists, like bass guitar players, for example. And um, I've often, um, I, I have a cousin of mine's a composer and I've often asked him to like point out, like, I can't hear the bass. And he's like, bass is really important. I'm like, yeah, but I can't hear it though. You know, and you kind of think there's someone with their four string, dum, 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 whatever it is, but I, I can't always hear it. Um, but it's so important. And as a result, we unfortunately don't give these people the credit they deserve because it's not the show stealing bass. Right. But it's so important. Now, um, in popular music, bass players don't really get nearly enough credit for this, especially um, considering that the bass provides the song's essential hook, what really makes a song sound the way it does. Um, Led Zeppelin's John Paul Jones made a joke in his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction in 1955. And he said, thank you to my friends for remembering my phone number. Because that's how <laughs> insignificant he felt. Um, and, but they actually say um, that there's scientific proof that bassists are actually one of the most vital members of any band um, and that it's probably time we started treating them with a bit of respect. Um, and research into the critical importance of low frequency sound is explaining why bass instruments mostly play rhythm parts and leave the fancy melodic noodling, if you will, to instruments with an upper range. So there's like a reason that a bass and, instrument yeah. doesn't play like a boom, 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 and it just has that steady beat at the bottom. There's a scientific reason for that. Um, and the phenomenon is not specifically um, just relevant for rock, funk, jazz, hip hop kind of music. Um, music is really, really diverse across different cultures. And they find that this, this phenomenon of bass being the, the rhythm, the heartbeat if, of the piece, if you will, um, has been found in classical East Indian music to the Gamalayan music of Java and Bali, suggesting that it's something that's innate and it comes across in all of these different cultures. And there might be kind of a natural rhythm to it, which is kind of fascinating to to think about. Um, are true. you a toe tapper when well, you hear bass? Well, I was going to say it's very interesting you point that out because a lot of times when we look at bands and the, and, and the members of the bands, you look at the vocal, you look at the lead singer, you look at who plays the drums, but it's true when somebody's the bass player, no offense, but you kind of glance past it and you think, okay. <laughs> yeah. You might skim over them a bit, right? A little um, bit, well, but they are so important. And you're right. I, I, so I know important. people who are the bass players too. Um, but back yeah. to your question, do I tap my feet? Yeah, I can't help it when I'm tapping my toes and yeah. um, do uh, doing the head nod as well, you know, like thrusting the head in front yeah, to true. the bass. But it's something we look for, right? Like if you're looking for, you know, sports headphones, for example, um, you know, they, they market them with saying this, you know, enhancing really the bass. bass. Yes. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason for that because it does have this, um, it does have this amazing kind of feeling that it has with us. Right. But as I said before, there's a, there is a scientific reason that the bass, that those low frequency sounds aren't the melody that we don't have a melody that goes unt, 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 like that. We, we don't do that. It doesn't, which seems bizarre to us, but <laughs> you do such a great impression. I'm surprised they don't. 
It just comes really naturally to me. Um, but there's a reason. And they say that actually our ability to distinguish changes in pitch is much better in the upper ranges. So we can hear those changes when something is higher pitched oh. than when it's lower pitched. We can't quite make out the differences in that kind of fuzzy infrasound region. Therefore, it's easier just to have a few notes for a bass player than the bass player trying to go boom, 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 all over the show. We, we wouldn't be able to tell what they were doing if you know what I mean. That makes sense. That's why when you're singing nursery rhymes to children or when you're singing, you tend to adopt a higher pitch noise. Even people with low and deep voices, um, you know, it's incy-wincy spider. I won't do it, Absolutely. But, but as if you went incy-wincy spider like that, it wouldn't have the same effect. I mean, each to their own. I'm going to be I'm sure haunted by the version. <laughs> <laughs> it would be somewhat haunting. Um, but interestingly, so, um, so we do talk about the fact that people feel... Um, this resonance of bass in their bodies, not just in, we don't just hear it in our ears. And that is what really helps us keep rhythm. Um, so they, they say that, for example, when people who are hard of hearing or de- uh, people who are deaf dance, they might turn up the bass and play it very, yes, very loudly. It's true. Yes. And I might, my, my, my cousin's deaf. And I remember going to her wedding and it was, the music was actually, the music itself wasn't loud, but the bass was thumping and, um, and, and everyone was dancing yes you can feel the vibrations and you can feel the beat via torso based resonance that's what that's called torso based resonance um they but couldn't have come the, up the, with a the, catchier the, term a yeah i guess feeling the resonance? beat really feeling, feeling the beat, beat is probably that um but the thing is so, so this is kind of an uh, an interesting thing about bass for that reason so some of us can keep time better than others um but most of us feel and respond physically to low frequency rhythms um so um anyway so uh bass instruments don't just keep time they also play a key role in a song's harmonic and melodic structure um interestingly in 1880 an academic music textbook informed its readers that the bass part is in fact the foundation upon which the melody rests and without which there could be no melody which is a very instructive directive thing from an 1880s textbook um and that's but that's been true um today as it was at the time um when pre uh, when acoustic precursors to the electric bass or synthesizers or sub bass amplification um, all these different things before that we did have bass instruments that had to to keep that keep that um, rhythm in in line um, sting who is one of my heroes um, said uh, you know he says you you you, you control the harmony that's as a bass player you control the harmony and that's a really amazing thing about when we think about bass um so but the other thing is to talk about why when we say that we're driven to move our bodies when we feel bass because we do the majority of people are right whether or not you can hear the upper ranges of music that rhythm that that torso based resonance um does make us want to move um and, and why? Why do we want to do that? So, of course, um, a facet of music that goes hand in hand with dancing is the heavy use of bass. And whether it's the beat of a drum or a subwoofer, for example, drum and um, bass. You're really, really drum and bass. Exactly. I love this. We're having this conversation and both of us are bouncing around to literally no bass sounds. Um, but there was a new study set out to investigate music and the brain, and it did give a few insights into why this might happen. So um, this was in Australia at Western Sydney University, and they were particularly interested in the way our brains process low frequency sounds. So they thought these sounds, th- these sounds are thought to be important in the urge to dance because 
bass instruments are conventionally used as a rhythmic foundation, whereas high-pitched instruments carry the melodic content. So that's what we we're talking about before anyway, that your bass is your heartbeat of the piece of music, right? So scientists played each participant rhythmic patterns in either a high or low-pitched tone and recorded the electrical activity of the person's brain using an electrocephalogram. Um, and they found that the brain activity became synchronized with the frequency of the beat. Literally, your brain was it's like almost meditative, but you, 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 you follow the rhythms of the beat you're listening to. And this is what's really cool. So there's mounting evidence supporting the hypothesis that selective synchronization of large pools of neurons to the um, that selective synchronization of large pools of neurons of the brain to the to the beat frequency may support perception and movement to the musical beat. So what that means is because the sound the, the resonant torso base resonance of bass, the sounds of bass influence the way that our brains work and the rhythms of our brain working that then influences how our bodies move. So that's the chain of events, which is super interesting. It's not just like straight away. I feel it in my it. body, yeah. your brain, it's because it's your brain is actually is processing it in that way. However, in the current study, they found that bass heavy music was more successful at locking the brain into rhythm. Um, the lower frequencies, it seems, are the strong, strong arm the brain into synchronizing. So this explains why a bass heavy sound might make people more inclined to move along the lower frequencies because of a, a, a natural kind of locking to the beat. Whereas if you were to try and do like a really high frequency, like dee, 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 no one wants to dance to that. Do you see what I mean? Like it's a different way. I mean, not all of us. Toddlers do. <laughs> but... A crazy frog comes to mind. Uh, oh, like sure, but that has a yeah, bit of but that has that a has bass. bass. That yeah, has that, a bass in it. Yeah, that definitely that has, has bass, bass, but yeah. it's got a high pitch yeah. melody plus a really deep. But if it didn't bass. have the bass, yeah. it wouldn't be something that we'd move to. Not that you know, I've moved. No, I've moved to Crazy Frog. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, scientists repeated their experiment using different volumes to make sure the bass effect was not due just to something being loud, and they confirmed that the increased synchronization was not because of increased activity in the cochlea and within um, the part. Uh, that it was not just because of the cochlea, which is the inner ear that receives sound information in the form of vibration. So that wasn't just because of that. It was really that torso-based resonance that was creating the sort of like reverberation within your brain. So the authors therefore have theorized that the synchronizing effect that bass has on the brain could be due to a greater recruitment of brain structures involved in movement planning and control, which include the cerebellum and the basal ganglia. So these are parts of our brain that are already responsible for movement and how we control our bodies and move around in a space. So they're saying that this is what bass can really, really affect it. And these, um, this is why this kind of gives us a little bit of ins insight into why we feel the need to dance along to bass. But there's also amazing potential medical applications to this research and this knowledge as well. They said that using the brain's natural ability to lock onto a rhythm can help uh, treat a range of conditions. So this actually can be like when we talk about music, music therapy, therapy this is something yes. that you can be thinking about. Yeah. So he says music is being increasingly used in clinical rehabilitation of cognitive and motor disorders caused by brain damage. And that a better understanding of the relationship between music and movement could develop these sorts of treatments into the future. So this is why people are interested in all these different things about how we perceive different low frequencies. There's so many applications. And also there's this thing about music and memory as well with uh, people with Alzheimer's, for example, they may not remember faces or remember a lot, but when you play a melody uh, to them, that music then uh, um, is able to sort of 
unlock them temporarily and they're able to remember or, or uh, you know, you've seen examples of Alzheimer's patients where the, if they don't remember uh, people in their lives, they remember how to play a melody on the piano. Um, for, that's something that they've learned years and years ago. So there's something um, quite extraordinary uh, to do with music and, and, and its function. Oh, no, I completely agree. And I think that's what's really interesting to think about is we, we think about our brains as this is why, and this is a little bit of a segue, you should never knock people dancing re in a really silly way. People dancing like there's nobody watching. Crazy dancing is really easy to mock or be embarrassed crazy about. Crazy dancing, actually, it's nothing know, to be embarrassed about. I, I mean, about. we're kindred spirits kindred there. Spirits. Like, there's no, there's no issue there. How but would you I'm dance just... right now while you're presenting the audio column for our Facebook viewers? Just dance right now. Um, um, I think I'd do some arms, some yeah, some old-fashioned arms yeah. up and down, some sort of 60s wiggles. Yeah. I'd do some 60s I'm wiggles. Like the yeah. rolling, the rolling. This the rolling, yeah, the favorite. shopping trolley. Anyway, okay, we digress. The point is um, that there is a very close physiological link in the way that our brains function and the way our bodies function. And something like music and the idea of bass and the power of torso-based resonance really shows us how intricate that connection is and how, um, how it can really affect both things so strongly so i think that's um that's i just find it really 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 interesting to be completely honest um and of course when we to set, go around back to the beginning again when we talk about bassists and people being bass players um it's it's quite an uh, there's there is a little bit of history there Apparently, the first known electric bass guitar was manufactured in the 1930s, but it wasn't very successful. It wasn't until Leo Fender, as from Fender Guitars, developed the precision bass, which made its debut in 1951. And um, there was very, and it was pretty much didn't really have any more mod modifications. The first couple of years kind of became its most sort of common bass guitar design, and that kind of got picked up by a lot of other makers and really changed the way we listen to music. Um, but a few years after the P bass, which was their most commonly used bass guitar, they had the jazz bass, which was a bit slimmer and easier to play um, and things like that. And that had a wider tonal range as well. So like you said, you're not just stuck on those bottom notes. Um, and then, of course, you know, Gibson come along and they um, they create uh, their their bass guitar, which could be played in different ways as well. So there's a lot of innovation that happens with the bass and people integrating it. And of course, um, this is quite cool, too, because now, of course, with synth synthesizers and things like that, you can just put a subwoofer on. You just put a you don't even have to have it as a musical note. It's just a, it's just a feeling that you can put under a track of music. But bass players are real artists in their own way. And of course, we still have bass music in so many different um, different styles of music today as well. Um, and of course, like things like I've always been really um, intrigued by the double bass in jazz music. You know, the huge double bass, just like that boom, 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 boom. Which is funny because you don't think of someone just playing a few a handful of notes over and over again as being particularly musically gifted. But there's a lot of uh, reason to say that. Um, and I have a quote about this from Stanley Clark, the musician. He said, "Bass players are always the intellectual kind, but nobody." Knows knows it which i think is quite nice so they're they they're quite intellectual people bassists but we don't think they are because of the simplicity of maybe the the notes they play or something to that effect but i have a couple of quotes um that i can finish on for today um from Victor Wooten, who said, the bass is the link between harmony and rhythm. It is the foundation of a band. It is what all the other instruments stand upon but it is rarely recognized as that 
So that's something to keep in mind. Um, Charlie Hayden said, the bass, no matter what kind of music you're playing, it just enhances the sound and makes everything sound more beautiful and full. When the bass stops, the bottom kind of drops out of everything. And I can also understand that, you know, like when you're trying to listen to a piece of music, like it just doesn't sound good because there's no bass, you know. Um, and Susie Quattro said, and this is possibly my favorite, said, uh, guitarist for the head, drums are for the chest, but bass gets you in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful note to end on, uh, Cruzy. Very poetic, yes. very poetic, yeah. As always, uh, thank you so much for your sharing this week. Um, I'm sure listeners will be turning up the music. I've tr- I'm just trying to find yeah. a, a, a good uh, song with a, with a good bass uh, to, to end the program good on. Bass. Are you having any luck? Well, you know, I'm in my admiral. I'm in the Admiralty studio, so I don't have access to the regular playout system. I'm looking at a CD with a bit of Celine Dion, and a, I'm not sure if that. <laughs> Who's always been known for her thumping bass? You know what? I'm gonna. In fact, maybe that would be a good, like, you know, producer comment to Celine. Hey, if you want to diversify your listenership, you might want to add a bit of a subwoofer track. I managed to find a Survivor with Eye of the Tigers. So I might end on that. That has a. Okay, I cool. think that has yep. a bit of a. I like that. Yeah, yeah that right. does. Yeah. Well, I'll be listening. Cruzy, as <laughs> always, thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, chat to you then. Bye.